Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Humans of James River. I'm your host, Ireland Rogan, and today you are listening to Season 2, Episode 16. My guest is 2020 alumni Jonathan DeLego. He'll be sharing with us his coming out story, some history on the LGBTQ plus community, and some resources for people. I hope that you all enjoy. Um, hi, guys. So my name is Jonathan DeLego. Um, I'm currently a freshman at VCU. Um, I am a James River alumni from the Leadership Specialty Center. Um, and so I really got to see this podcast, kind of the birth of the podcast. So it's awesome to be able to finally have my own episode. Um, so for as long as I can remember, for the most part, I've kind of known that I was gay. Um, it's not something that you wake up and can just look at the color of your skin or think about your genealogy and, and just, you know, know that like, Hey, I'm a different race or I come from a different ethnic background. It's something that kind of develops over the years, if that makes sense. Um, so I can remember back to like my early elementary school days, you know, there was always this focus from your parents or just this norm that, you know, boys like girls and girls like boys and you'll grow up and have a family with kids someday and all this stuff. And I kind of, I kind of knew from like kindergarten, you know, sometimes I'd think like, well, I was like, I wonder like if those feelings that boys are supposed to have for girls, like if that's what I'm feeling, but like towards other boys. And I mean, I was in kindergarten, first grade, like whatever the time was. And I was kind of just like, okay, well, I was like, I don't really know. Like, I'm so young. So it it, it was nothing that really ever kind of like stuck in my mind. Um, and so time kind of moves on. So middle school was probably like the worst three years of school for me, to be honest. Um, I know it is for everybody just because people are changing. But um, it was really kind of a time for me where um, things like started to stick and I started to think about things more. Um so like, I kind of knew that like these feelings that were developing inside me, it was like, you know, the, the way I felt for like boys. And I was like, well, I was like, you know, I was like, what if I'm gay? Like, I, I kind of like asked myself and a big, big part of being gay and like a lot of other people in the LGBT community, at least, um, they kind of go through this phase of like internalized homophobia. And so I remember like, I'd said like my friends would always ask me about like political views or like what I think about gay people. And like, sometimes I just be like, you know, like that's kind of weird, but it's like, you know, I, I guess I could support that. And it's, you know, it, it, that's just kind of like a natural response for a lot of people in the LGBT community at least. Um, and so, you know, time kind of went on. Um, I think that people could in middle school, at least kind of like, pick up on the fact that I was different and I kind of stood out. I wasn't somebody who was into sports really. Like I was definitely like, I was very bubbly. I, you know, love playing piano for those of you who know me. Um, I was into kind of like different activities, stuff that wasn't the norm. And so, um, I, you know, I mean, I got bullied through middle school. Um, I went through a lot of stuff. Um, I'd like been called like, um, different, like, gay slurs and stuff. Um, people had like sent me Snapchat videos calling me different things. Um, and for those of you who know Mr. Schumacher, I'll actually tell a story about him later involving this incident. Um, but it was like, you know, that was kind of like the first time that like, was like a big, like impactful moment to me is like getting that video and opening it and like being called that because it's something that still sticks with me to this day. Um, so that was, that was pretty hurtful. 
But, you know, really around this time was like when I was starting to think like, you know, maybe like maybe I am different. But in my mind, I was like, I I just can't be. I was like, you know, I was like, I'm going to grow up and like I'm going to marry a girl. Everything's going to be great. So shifting to high school, um, I remember in high school, actually, my freshman year, um, the only time I've ever had a crush on a girl um, who's one of my best friends now. And we're actually both gay, which is pretty funny. Um, but I remember having this crush on a girl and I was like, OK, I was like, it's it's going to be fine. Like, everything's going to be fine. And so we like we hung out and we were kind of like for a day, we were like, yeah, maybe we'll date. And then we're like, nah, like this isn't working. And so we kind of went our separate ways. Um, and, you know, and then like the the feeling, you know, and then everything for me was just kind of like the feelings for guys were still there. And I was like, but there was like never another girl that like really kind of made me have those feelings that I did for this one girl. And so, um, it was about, I'd say like into freshman year, beginning of sophomore year that, um, I was really kind of like coming to terms with who I was. And I was just kind of like able to accept the fact, um, that I was different. And, I didn't really talk about it with anybody probably till like the end of my sophomore year, like beginning of junior year. Um, and it was actually my friend who I liked uh, freshman year that I like had really talked to about things first. Um, and so, you know, everything kind of like accumulating up to that, you just kind of go through like all these different phases and it's just about like accepting that you are different and knowing that it's okay And that it's, you know, it, I mean, a lot of people think it's a choice and I mean, I can tell you that it's, it's not, it's just the way that you're born. Um, but it's learning to accept that. And so for Mr. Schumacher's class, for any leadership students, um, you know, that he does something called an incident project. And so, um, he shows this poem about this black girl who goes to, I think it was DC. I can't remember exactly where it was, but the only, the only thing she remembers about this trip that she went on is, um, being called a racial slur. And it was something that like, I heard that and Mr. Schumacher's like, you know, you all are going to do your own incident projects and it's totally optional to present them. Um, and so the day that everybody was presenting theirs, there were only like 10 people in the class. And so one person went and she was in tears, um, told this really impactful story And some of my friends were like, you know, Jonathan, like you should go. And I was like, no, like I'm fine. Like I'm not going to go. And so they actually ended up getting me to go. And so for the first time ever, like in front of a group of like more than one person, um, I told everybody that I was gay, which was like a a, a big, like, like stepstone for me, like a big moment in my life at least. Um, And so then I proceeded to tell the story um, about being called, um, that slur over Snapchat and just like kind of like how it stuck with me um, and like how impactful that was to me. And so after that, like I started telling my friends um, and then like, I'd say end of senior year, um, I told my parents. And so that was a big, that was a big step for me too. Um, and so, you know, now it's not, it's not something that I necessarily try to like, make known like, hi, my name's Jonathan and I'm gay. It's just, you know, like either people ask me or her, they just kind of know. So that that's, um, that's kind of what that's like. And so that's really like my coming out story. But, um, something I want to talk to you guys about, um, is at least some, some history and some resources that are available because, you know, for me, at least I was 
I, I knew that a lot of people struggled with their sexuality or struggled with, you know, feeling accepted. Um, because just like a lot of other things in life, it, sexuality is kind of like an iceberg, or at least the LGBT community is. And, um, a lot of people only get to see the tip, but there's so much that goes on underneath. And so, um, so queer is kind of this umbrella term that describes everybody in the community. But what I think what a lot of people see is like the stereotypical, you know, cisgender, white, gay man, kind of like me. Um, but I'm actually in this class at VCU um, called Navigating Pride. And so you get to see a lot of non-binary people. Um, we have a transgender student in the class. Um, and this idea of something called intersectionality, um, which kind of like it sounds an intersection. So where you have um, multiple different things crossing. So maybe it could be, you know, being a woman, being a black woman, being a black queer woman. Um, a lot of these different intersections that people don't necessarily think about, but you know, it, it, it's really important because um, when we think about black lives matter, a lot of the cases that we've heard are mainly men actually. And there's a lot of women, a lot of black women that, their voices go unheard. And there's a lot of black queer women whose voices go unheard or black trans women. Um, and so that was kind of like a big thing to me is just, you know, learning a lot of, um, a lot of these different things that go on. Um, and so, you know, at least in terms of history in Virginia, at least, I, I just thought it was kind of interesting to see like, at least how recent a lot of the, the history was um, to happen. So, October 6, 2014 is when Virginia legalized same-sex marriage, which if you think about it, it's really not that long ago. It's kind of crazy. Um, and so we're going to skip back a little bit farther. So to 1953, um, in 1953, President Eisenhower actually signed an executive order that banned homosexuals from working for the federal government, saying that they were a security risk. Um, and then from there, we've only actually made progress, which is good. But if you know, if you think about this, back in the 1950s, 1960s, that's like 80 years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, so, you know, 1960, um, did I say 80 years ago? It's like 60 years ago. That's embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, 1961, um, Illinois became the first state to decriminalize homosexuality by repealing their sodomy laws, um, which was a big step. Um, and in 2011, there was actually um, this policy known as don't ask, don't tell. And it was repealed. Um, and that what that did was end a ban on gay men and lesbians from serving openly in the military. And then fast forward to um, 2020 last year, um, the Supreme Court actually ruled that federal law protects LGBTQ workers from discrimination. So that was a huge step. Um, and so, I mean, I, I hope that this history at least can help you guys as viewers or people who maybe aren't as, you know, familiar with the LGBT community kind of understand like why for some people it can be, you know, difficult to come out. I mean, for one, it's, it's not the norm. Um, and I know that there's, you know, not that, not that it, it has everything to do with um, how people are going to view you know, homosexuality or LGBT community, but there's a lot of different political views that go on. Um, you know, and I think everybody just kind of has this fear of like being rejected or like what other people are going to think. But, you know, if anything, for me, at least it's kind of taught me like who your real friends are 
And, you know, every time like I come out to somebody, it, you still, you still get that same, like, you know, feeling inside where you get really nervous and it's really hard. But at this point, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like learning to just let some things roll off your shoulders and learning what, you know, what fights, what battles you want to pick, what battles are worth fighting type thing. Um, and honestly, I'd say, you know, going through this whole experience has really kind of helped define me as a person at least, um, which has been really cool. And so last thing I want to talk to you guys about are some resources at least. Um, so local and national resources. So locally, there's this really cool organization called Side by Side. And so Side by Side is dedicated to creating supportive communities where Virginia's LGBTQ youth can define themselves, belong, and flourish. So they offer a few different programs. Um, they have drop-in hours and actually have housing programs too. Um, so they, their main thing is their support groups and they're offered to um, ages 11 to 20. So youth who are ages 11 to 20. Um, so they give youth a way to just learn more about their identities, meet other youth, you know, learn how to cope. Um, and they can even enjoy free meals too. Um, and so they have open training to anybody who wants to get training. They have school specific training, which is really cool. Um, and they even have parent and caregiver support groups, which is awesome. Um, and so they've also made a public commitment to the flourishing of black LGBTQ plus youth, um, which is a big step that kind of ties into that idea of intersectionality that I was talking about later. Um, there's also the health brigade. And so they were formerly called the fan free clinic. If you guys are familiar with that, um, but they provide exceptional health services to those least served in a caring and non-judgmental environment. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the HIV and AIDS pandemic, um, but that was a huge thing, at least for the LGBTQ community, because um, a lot of it was mainly gay men who had HIV and AIDS and the government really hadn't done anything towards addressing this pandemic. And so, you know, kind of think about it like COVID-19, what's going on now? Like, you know, imagine the government just kind of sleeping on the fact that there's this huge pandemic going on and it's killing people and it's affecting people and they're just not doing anything about it. And so that's kind of how the LGBTQ community felt, at least. Um, and so there were a lot of protests um, and it, it, it was it was a very defining moment for the community, at least, that brought people together. Um, but. Um, the fan free clinic at the time, now the health brigade, um, they actually did a really good job in kind of stepping up and supporting people with HIV and AIDS. Um, and, and that's just kind of what they do is they're there to serve the people who are least served, um, in a caring and non-judgmental environment. Um, and so there's also the triangle theater too, which is kind of cool. And so they're the longest continuously operating professional theater in the entire mid Atlantic community. And they produce a lot of works relevant to the LGBTQ community um, and an experience. Um, and so their authentic voice is a major change agent in the region, elevating community conversations about the positive effects of diversity and inclusion. And so that's kind of cool to be like right here at home in Richmond. Um, and on a larger scale, one of my favorites, at least, is the Trevor Project. Um, so I'm sure some of you guys have probably heard of that. Um, but they're a leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention for LGBTQ youth under 25. Um, so they offer, you know, they have different um, uh, hotlines you guys can call, you know, if, if there's people who are going through different things and just need somebody to talk to. Um, and they also offer different training and stuff. 
And I, I think that's really cool at least because I, I feel like, you know, schools, um, parents, you know, everybody should have training and just kind of understand and educate themselves more about this community because I feel like it's, it's easy for people to kind of say things, um, that might, you know, might hurt somebody when they don't mean to. Um, I was, you know, kind of thinking back to Mrs. Hewlett's, um, podcast that she did. I think some people just kind of say things that they, they think is, is helpful or they, they think is kind when people might feel like it's like attacking them. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty much my story. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing. Um, it's, you know, overall, I think, first of all, you're so brave. I'm not even just brave, but just, you know, you're going to inspire so many people just from sharing your coming out story. And I really appreciate you doing that, but also including the history and the, f- the facts and all of the resources is just so important. And I know there's so many people out there that will learn a lot from that. I mean, I was able to learn a lot from the history portion. I didn't know um, some of that stuff. And I think it's really important um, just for everyone, just as human beings to learn more about other humans and um, just their stories. And so I thank you a lot for just sharing with everyone. Um, And I think everyone listening to this can learn a lot from just everything that you spoke on. Um, And you answered a lot of the questions that I did have initially, just because you're amazing and on top of it. And, (laughs) but I do, I just have a few little questions to ask. Um, And the first one is just one that I was kind of thinking about. It's more of a broad question, but um, you know, especially thinking about your sexuality, what is one thing you wish you could have asked or what is one thing you would tell your younger self, you as being, you know, 18, 19, what would you say to like a kindergarten version of yourself? Um, yeah. Okay. That's, that's a really good question. Um, so yeah, I mean, so kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier, I I think like the hardest thing is just like under, like just telling yourself that it's like, it's true that you are different. Um, because, well, Ireland and I were actually having a, a good conversation earlier about, um, how I'm such an overthinker. And so, Um, I can just remember being younger and like, think like, you know, you feel this way and it's not until I think I hit like, you know, end of elementary school, early middle school that I kind of realized that like the way I felt towards like boys was like the way that, that I don't want to say boys are supposed to feel, but like the way that like somebody who is straight would feel about, you know, somebody of the opposite gender. Um, and so I think kind of once I knew that it was like, telling myself that I'm like, like, this is who I am. Um, and it, that's just like, it's just straight up difficult because it's like, you know, it's like, you know, being in middle school, like around that time and changing anyway is like already a lot. And you, people have so much on their plate, like between school and different extracurricular activities and stuff going on that it's like, you know, trying to like, think about like these feelings that you have, um, and just, you know, kind of like knowing that you're different. I mean, it's, it, it, it's so hard to, it's so hard to explain, but it's like, you know, there kind of is this period of like internalized homophobia that you go through. 
and it's like, you know, you're just like, no, like it's, it can't be me. And it's like, it, it just, it, it almost feels like a burden, but it's just like coming to accept yourself. Um, and I think a lot of people like kind of picked up on it. You know, at least I, I have a really good friend from sixth grade, um, who I was just hanging out with recently. And she was like, yeah, she's like, I knew you were gay since like sixth grade. And it's like, you know, I, I think people, I think that's one of those things that, that people kind of like can pick up on and they want to tell and they tell you and they're like, you know, are you gay? Or they ask. And it's like, that's kind of one of those things that's kind of like, like an attack in a way, like, you know, nowadays it's, it's not because people have a more mature way of asking, but it, you know, at least like back in middle school, like early high school times, it, it can, it can be scarier, almost a thing that kind of like, you know, makes you want to like take a step back. Um, and I mean, it, yeah. So I just wish I could tell myself like, in an, and a not like, are you gay away? But like, I, you know, sometimes I wish I could be like, Hey, like this is who you are and you know, it's going to be okay. Like people are going to accept you and people are going to love you for who you are. And it's like, just embrace it because, you know, I, I know that I went through like so many years of like, Oh my gosh, like, why do I feel this way? And then you just finally like have to just come to learn to love yourself and accept it and just be like, yeah, like this is who I am. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, you know, I personally am a straight cis girl, so I've never fully experienced that, but I have plenty of friends who have gone through that. And as well, you know, just, the overall broader topic of being yourself, especially I can only imagine during middle school when you already are trying to figure out like kids are just mean in middle school, like period, like kids, like when you're like 13, it's kind of brutal because everyone's, you know, their bodies are changing, but also then if you're not wearing that shirt from American Eagle, then you're not cool. And, but then there's just so many added layers to it. Um, I think, you know, the overall message of being yourself, can be applied to everyone. And, you know, that is also, you know, message of this podcast, just be yourself and share your story because who you are is perfect. And that's the way you were made. Um, even, you know, if the road to get there is hard. Um, so thank you again for sharing. Um, and the last just little thing I want to ask, um, which you kind of have touched on a little bit, but I always like to end with like an advice question, but, um, do you have any advice for, people in general, but specifically I'm thinking, you know, kids and teenagers who are in the LGBTQ plus community or think they might be, um, especially, you know, going through school and being unsure of themselves. Um, just some advice you yeah, might give course. to those um, people. So, I mean, anybody who is out, um, I mean, I think it's great to just, to not only be part of the community, but, you know, be an active, active part of the community um, and, you know, do your part of, educating yourself and helping to educate others and continue to be an ally for your other, other peers. Um, you know, and even people who aren't part of the community too, I think that, you know, I, I think a lot of the, a lot of the reason that people get bullied in the LGBTQ community or people get, you know, made fun of not, not necessarily like not being accepted, but more of kind of like, people who it, it like middle schoolish actions I'm talking about, not, not like broader. That's a different issue, but um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who just don't know about the community or maybe they themselves are going through something. Um, and you know, they're using bullying or making fun of people as um, just an outlet for them. But, you know, you know, educate yourself, be an ally for your LGBTQ plus friends. 
Um, and I mean, you know, and if people who are in the closet, at least, um, you know, if you get to a point where you're ready to talk to it, talk, talk to things about that, talk about things with somebody, you know, like finding one of your close friends or something to talk to, that was always something good for me. Um, I know some people are more like, I'd rather just sit in my room and think about things and talk with myself. And that works too. But, you know, just knowing that whatever you're going through, like there's been a lot of other people who are going through the same thing. Um, and there's resources for you because I know that, you know, there's people who like, like I said, like, I honestly believe that I'm, I'm kind of like on the tip of the iceberg and I've, you know, even, even being in the community, like just through this past year, like I've opened my eyes to see like so much more that goes on. Um, and you know, that there, people have it like a lot worse than I do. Not that I even think that I had it bad to begin with, but you know, there's resources for people out there who, you know, need them. And there's people to talk to ways to get connected with different people, um, which I think is really important. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, don't let what your parents think change who you are. Don't let what your friends think change who you are. Just be you and like be happy about yourself and just be who you want to be because that's all that matters. Thank you. That is some amazing advice. And especially, you know, thinking about, you know, from my point of view, just love everyone. And I think that everyone's amazing and everyone should just be able to do whatever they want to do because it's just experience. I don't know. I I don't understand people who just hate on others for their sexuality or for the color of their skin or something they literally cannot control. I think everyone's beautiful um, and just great in their own way. Um, But thinking about it, like, you know, for thinking about, you, you know, being a good ally, being someone who is good. If you're in the community, then, you know, any community you're in, you should be involved in. And if you're even not in the community, you should just be supportive of that community because they're just other humans, humans of James River. But like just other humans, they're just other people. Um, and we all just share the same. We're all just mammals on this earth. Like when you think about it more like, I always think that we should all just love each other. And I know it's not how it always works. But I think the overall point of that is very beautiful and something that should be spread. And once again, I just thank you for just sharing your story and sharing resources. Everyone, if you're listening, I'll try to link all the resources in the little bio of this episode. I um, mean, I do have some that you had mentioned. I know I have side by side definitely on my website and I'll try to add the rest on my website so you can reach all of that. I can also put Jonathan's like email, Instagram in the bio. If he, yeah, if, for sure. I'll put that. Yeah, if you want to reach out to him, um, you know, he's amazing, obviously, as you've heard him speak. He is literally the best. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met since coming to James River. He's just someone who has had the smile on his face and is extremely friendly. Um, so he's a reason, you know, even at school, you know, your counselor, there's so many people talk to a friend. Um and just those resources, once again, that he mentioned, I'll have them linked if, you know, you need someone to talk to or, um, somewhere, you know, housing, anything. Um, there's, you have a community, there's many, many people who are out there to help you. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to end again by saying thank you to Jonathan for coming on and telling your story and educating everyone and just being 
an amazing person. Um, do you have any final words to say to the people? Um, well, I just wanted to thank Ireland again for having me on to come and speak. Um, yeah. And I, and I really hope that, you know, everybody who's made it this far at least can take something away from what I've said today. Um, so, you know, utilize the resources or, you know, even contact me, contact your friends, your counselors or whatever, um, you know, check on yourself, check on your friends. So yes, love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, you guys, I just want to say another huge thank you to my guest and dear friend, Jonathan DeLego. He is absolutely incredible. He is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I think anyone who knows him knows that he's an absolute just ray of sunshine in this world. And I'm so, so grateful that he was willing to come on to the podcast and share his story with the world and also, you know, provide that little bit of history, provide those resources. Just so, so great and will help anyone who listens to this. And I hope that you all feel either, you know, more educated or you feel heard, you feel seen. Um, and I hope those resources are really useful so, for you. Um, and like I said earlier, I will link all of his information down below. If you want to reach out to him, he's literally the best. Um, so I totally recommend reaching out to him. He's the nicest person ever. And now shifting gears a little bit, um, I just want to remind you guys to please go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Humans of JR Pod. As well, check out our website if you haven't done so already, www.humansofjamesover.com. As well, subscribe to us on YouTube, Humans of James Over. Um, I think there might be some exciting stuff coming that way soon before we wrap up the year um so stay tuned subscribe push the little <laughs> notification bell um and then if you want to reach out to me please feel free to dm me on any of my social media platforms as well use that email um humans of james over at gmail.com reach out to me if you just need someone to talk to or you're interested in anything with the podcast i would love to talk to you um yeah that's basically everything I believe. Oh, one last thing. So when this comes out, it will be yesterday that I announced the final teacher panel for this year. It's going to be on April 26th from 6 to 7 on Google Meet. You'll find that link in my bio on Instagram as well on the website. So please join that. And if you're in leadership, key club, or NHS or beta, you can use all of that for service hours or leaps. So, you know, it's a really great experience, and also you can get an hour, which I know, you know, it can be a struggle sometimes, especially with COVID, um, to get those volunteer hours in. So, please feel free to check that out if you're interested. It's a really great group. I have Mr. Addison, Mrs. Hewlett, and Mrs. Spratley. So, please, like I said, just check that out if you're available. Um, and I'm excited to see you all there. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Remember, you can always reach out to me. You can reach out to Jonathan. We're all here for you. Um, and I thank you guys so much. I'm excited um, to be ending up these last couple of months of the school year with you guys. I still have a lot more content coming. So be on the lookout. Like I said, I'm so excited. Um, I hope you have a great day. Um, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.